All right, welcome into Jobbing Out. This is uh, this is how we do things now. I'm Glenn. <laughs> He's Aaron. He's Brandon. It's we do have three though. That's nice. Yep, it's, which is nice for this week, and that won't be the case again next week. So the, the constant you, will be here next week. Yeah, the constant. Will the be constant. Um, you know what else is constant now is I sit down to do this show and I say to myself, what the hell happened in professional wrestling this week? Because I watched <sighs> eight shows, didn't watch any of them closely, and can't possibly remember anything that occurred other than, I, I, I guess the only thing that really stood out was Dom Mysterio. Yeah, I was going to say, we have to start with Dom. Dirty the Dom. Biggest ratings, the biggest ratings draw in wrestling right now. Um. You know, so hang on a second. The way that I read it, I'm trying to remember. It was probably I read everything at Cage Side anymore. So let me go there and try to pull the way that it was written. It was an interesting wording. Um, uh, Aaron, what do we know about WRKD Wrestling? What is that? WRKD. WRKD. It's a it's a popular um, Twitter account for leaks. Like, it's a place where things have, like, popped up, and then they came true, and everybody said, do, do we know, like, who's behind it? I I have never heard of WRKD. I'm looking at them now. They're relatively, I mean, relatively small followers. 6,500 isn't nothing. They're not a nobody. But I think the reason that was because, like, we just, they, they kept getting things right, and we kept just sort of dismissing it as being luck. And then at some point, I believe we found out that like there was reason to think that this was coming from someone. Um, I don't remember the entire history. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of going through their timeline right now. Sean Ross, Ross Sapp backed them up on something that they reported. Um, it I, just based on strictly based on their timeline. Uh, looks like there's somebody who might know something, but like has a very specific source that only feeds them a little bit here and there. So this is the way it was written. WWE sees the Judgment Day storyline as, quote, the successor, unquote, to the bloodline, quote, in terms of fan <laughs> interest and longevity, unquote, according to WRKD Wrestling. The Twitter account points to the rating success of their segments as a reason Judgment Day, quote, will continue to be a center point of shows moving forward, unquote. So the, the, the second sentence is less interesting than the first sentence because the second sentence is, you know, yes. It, it, it's factual. Yeah. At this point, it is factual. People yes, care I, about Judgment Day. There's no doubt about it. It, it has absolutely become a thing. And yes. I would say as far as what Raw has to offer, it's been the thing. Other than um, Cody, but but I mean, Judgment Day open about something. Judgment Day is the one opening and closing the show for the past few weeks, and it's yeah. it's it's not it's almost twofold. And we can say it's because Cody's been working with Brock, and it's kind of been awkward because he's been there, not been there. But and I'm not saying the crowd isn't still into Cody. The co- crowd is very much still into Cody, but Cody's not been the presence on Raw that you would have thought he was going to be, no matter what happened at Mania, coming out of Mania. His, he's still there. And it's he's because still, of Brock, though. I mean, you, you can't, you can't say, you can't I, say, I, I, I know you're going to say, because he's working with Brock. Well, but it's, it's legitimately just the past few weeks, because there was up until, really up until Money in the Bank, Cody was the guy yeah. who was, they were having him come out, just no, they like were, sort of he was twice. ubiquitous, and they were forcing it. But and this is where I'll start. There was no bite. Yeah, he would he would do his entrance three times a show. Yeah, I understand that. But he wasn't doing anything interesting. 
it was coming out for the sake of coming out, right? Like it well, was. But that, but that's uh, you could almost argue that that makes it bigger. The fact that they felt the need to, for it to have oh, it come out for the sake of coming they, out. They they were forcing something where there was no there there. At some point, they started recognizing that there was a there there with the Judgment Day, like for whatever reasons. It and is. they're there with who specifically? Well, it's not just Dom. You're trying to make Dom. It's not just Dom. By any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Dom has increased the NXT ratings. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Well, I mean, thank you. Thank you. Dom the draw. Yeah, Dom the draw. No doubt about it. Um, uh, Although the the chants during NXT were wonderful. God, I normally normally (laughs) hate that, but God bless them for saying what needed to be said. Um, what, what did the, they say? You're not ready. And he sure as f ain't. But <laughs> but the other half of the crowd was saying, "Yes, you are." But that's what they do. Like, <laughs> it's a fun chant. Like that's the way it works there. Like when somebody starts chanting something, half the crowd chants because they're all they're all smarks. Like that's yeah, the there way was they like do a sixty percent pop when he, when he won too. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was all. Well, that, that was a shock. Pop. Was a shock that, pop. that was Very a. Oh my God! What did we be a sixty percent pop? Yes, like <laughs> for God's sakes. Um, it's the first part of the sentence is interesting. One because it alludes to like a post bloodline world. Um, they use the phrase the successor, and that's that's interesting as we start to figure out what might or might not happen at SummerSlam and what that might mean moving forward. Um. You know, the reality is, for however, it ain't the bloodline. The bloodline is the greatest no, story in the history no, of professional no, wrestling. Do, do, do you know what there's another thing that that could be, by the way? What? The guy who writes the, who writes the Judgment Day storylines is his source. It, again, right. but but we have to accept it would that be made, like making it sound way more important than it really is. After the bloodline, more time is being dedicated to the Judgment Day than anything else. It's not a crazy thing to say. And it's not just time. It's that it's functional. Things are actually happening. There's one asterisk to it all, though. What? It's on Raw. Okay, but there's still only two two shows, Brandon. By by the way, what I'm I'm saying is like... Roman disappears. Once Roman disappears, we don't know what the balance is. No, we. I I think we do. I think I, I think they'll they'll shift whatever whatever the thing is that they think people like the most. They're going to shift that to SmackDown, and, and or whatever feels the biggest and most unless, popular. Unless USA is saying we've sat back enough, long enough. No, now I, you I, have to help I, us out here. I, I don't. I I don't know. I, I I haven't seen enough evidence to suggest they matter at all in that conversation. Like it seems like. Fox gets what they want kind of thing. I mean, you say that except for the fact that, like, it, in your world, Cody is the second biggest thing in the professional wrestling, and he hasn't been on SmackDown. Like, I, Well, he was until the, the brand split. He, he, right. they were, he was he on every week. Like, they haven't gimmicked a way to get him back on there. Like, Not yet, but I can see as soon as Roman Reigns say, goes away. Again, you're saying things. Aaron's point is relevant. It's very possible that the reason why the brand split happened because at some point NBC said, "Dude, we're paying you." Oh, an sure, F- sure, 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 sure. And, this, and by the way, they're a lot more likely with as these contracts get renewed. They're getting money from NBC and USA and stuff. We don't know about Fox right now. I mean, the last few weeks would suggest they would might think about it. 
Well, yeah, obviously the way that the ratings spiked, absolutely sure. But, you know, before the ratings spiked, there was absolutely a question on where SmackDown is going to end up. Right, but wasn't there rumors that they weren't having any trouble finding suitors? Sure. I mean, there's people lining up. That the, the, the suitor big, might be NBC. Right. There's a big difference between finding a suitor and finding, and finding a, network. a network. No, I get it. On, I get what you're you saying. Know. Yeah. Um, there, in fact, it, even if Fox got back in, they might say, yeah, this is going well, but come to think of it, we'd probably rather it be on FS1 moving forward than being on Fox, which would not be what WWE wants, right, in that conversation. Right. Um, look, yes, to Aaron's point, everything's in play, and boy, they, 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 did, they did set up a very unique way that they could end up putting the blood or the judgment day on both shows. Yeah. If, if Jay were to win and all of a sudden there's Damian Priest mm-hmm. to cash in and beat him. And now all of a sudden you've got a perfect way to have the judgment day on both shows. If Roman's on all gonna... three shows. And well, then if, if we go back to what I said last week, well, maybe Roman ends up on raw. How are you doing that? So I uh, might kind of, what what you missed last week was well, I was and Glenn, Glenn and I played with that idea a little bit too. What was I really hated the like I'm I'm good with a short run by Jay, but I hate it losing to Roman. So I was kind of playing around with different ideas here, right. and one of one of my things was could Roman be the one to take it off of Seth in the fall? Right, and then you you get Cody, like Cody beats Roman Cody at Mania. Yeah, good for that belt. Except, yeah. except I don't think Seth is leaving SummerSlam with the title. There is, I, I think that's in question for sure. I think it's in question, but I still, I don't know. It still feels very empty to me. Like I, I don't know. We can get back to that next week when we, or in two weeks when we do picks. Um, but yeah, the, the Dom thing is weird. It's weird on multiple levels, right? Like in the world in which Dominic Mysterio matters, you can say this makes sense. The problem is you can't get me to join that world. Like, I, I just, I, ref, I continue to refuse. <laughs> I, I had a conversation um, with someone I know who's, who listens to the show, and, you know, they, they, they brought me the, do you worry at all that at some point you're just yucking everyone else's yum? And I feel like I've, I've mentioned this before. It's almost awkward for me. I, I wish that I could just do what everybody else was doing with Dom and ignore the fact that he's not good at this and pretend like the, the, this this one-layered character that anyone else could play is so much fun and it's so great that it's okay that you're kind of ripping things up and just rolling with it. I wish I could do that. I I, I wish I could think of an example of a time where I did do that. Um, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. It does matter to me that he's – if a different person was in Dom's role that I saw more in, if um, if Ricochet was in Dom's role and they did something like this with him, I would probably be more inclined to say, I think that's cool. Like, I think that's a neat thing. I just can't get behind it because I don't – I he's not ready. He's not the guy. There's nothing there. It's just a gimmick. That's all it is. And so to mess with Wesley and to have this be how he drops the belt, I, I to to me, it's just about what they go do from here. Because I, I, if it's just messing with Wesley and Wesley's going to get the title back a little bit later and and that, 
Well, I would I'm assume like, that he's going to face Wesley at Great American Bash, and I would and, think and, that Wesley's going to win. If that's the case, you're I, I'm with you. Now, if it is a he's not losing to Wesley, Wesley is moving into the bigger title picture, or moving on to Raw or SmackDown, and this is to make, let's say, a Dragon Lee title win feel more, you know, we right. want it desperately to win, that I'm all for. And, and I think it's actually almost a clever way to do it. Because it puts somebody who you know, you know, if you beat Wesley, it would be a great match, it would be a great accomplishment, but the crowd would be 50-50 on it. He beats Dom Mysterio, the crowd is 100% behind that title win. Uh, to be to be clear, I'm in complete agreement with you. I've just seen no reporting, there's been no speculation about that. So, I, it's felt like this was more about doing something to force the issue with Dom than it felt like it was a clever way to try to handle a situation with Wesley. But to your point, I, I agree wholeheartedly. If that is the case, then yes, this is a, a, a clever, interesting way to go about doing it. And I support Wesley, you know, getting other opportunities and, and doing bigger things because he's been phenomenal. I mean, he, he's been absolutely outstanding and fits exactly what that company is looking for. He's in his twenties. He's a star. Um, you know, he checks every box that you could possibly want. I just, you know, I would have expected if that were the case that in the two days that followed, we would have started to see some sort of reporting about, you know, hey, by the way, the reason why this happened is because Wesley is being eyed for a call up to SmackDown or something like that. And the fact that we haven't suggests to me that this is nothing more than doing everything in the name of Dominic effing Mysterio. So I actually, so I just read a report from PW Insider that apparently they're planning on having the Judgment Day on NXT through the Great American Bash, possibly longer. And currently, now again, I think this changes, but they claim that Dominic is going to face Mustafa Ali at Great American Bash. Um. What? Well, that was that's who the By number the way, one. Like again, that's, that's supposed who, to be. Hold on, they had already yeah. announced Wes Lee versus Mustafa yeah. Ali, at Great American Bash. So now he's the champion. I, I assume it turns into like a triple threat or some I, kind. Of, by the way, if they want to use it to push Ali, that that's weird and and surprising. But I have no again no real. Issue he's also with in that. like an actual storyline with Wes Lee. No, I, there's, yeah, there's two problems there. Yes, the point that there was a storyline with Wesley, sure, but it's also that you're using an NXT match for two main event talents. Yeah. We're assuming Ali is a main event talent. Going Sorry, forward. no, two main roster talents. That's what no, I no, I, no, 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 not even meant main roster. Like, there are some of those guys where we, where we were pretty sure it was just like a two-month thing. If you told me Ali's in NXT for the next year... It wouldn't shock I mean, me. Maybe, but Finn Balor was in NXT for the better part of a year. Well, I'm like, there. Like the the point being, if you want to use those guys, use those guys. And if your point is, well, that's not really what this is. This is about refreshing Mustafa Ali. I I try to say this with all due respect. There's there's a limit to what you can get out of that. Um, you use those guys to put them in matches one on one against someone that can use the rub. Not uh, by the way, if that turns into a triple threat, you know who's winning. 
uh, Mustafa Ali? No, I assume it's Dom. Dom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't know that it has to be. But though, I would say actually, if it was a triple threat, I think Dom's the best option there. Well, well I combine the two the two thoughts, right? That they're saying that they think the Judgment Day is going to be on NXT past the Great American Bash. But that says through. It doesn't say past. Those Let me read different. you the exact wording because I changed the wording. I think. Oh, okay. It, the exact wording is, there are plans in place for Judgment Day to continue appearing regularly on NXT for at least the next month, possibly longer, beyond the upcoming Great American okay. Bash premium live event. At the event, Mysterio is expected to defend his title against Mustafa, how do they say his name now? Mustafa Ali? Mustafa. Mustafa Ali, who became the number one contender. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's also kind of saying nothing, too, right? Like It's it, kind of it, saying nothing. Yeah, when it's saying it could. Well, yeah, sure, it could. We we could have told you that. Um I I I don't I don't want to make too much out of that. It it's still I feel the exact same way that I felt before. Dom Mysterio is not worthy of that. He's 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 not talent-wise, he's not. Oh, oh uh, by the way, the first oh sorry, the first part of that report was WWE officials are absolutely thrilled with the quartet of the, of all four of the Judgment Day members bringing eyeballs to NXT and have internally credited the faction for the recent viewership surge. How can you not? Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to think of who else has been on NXT every week and I can't, I mean, no, I, I mean, whether or not I'll, it's Dom, Baron Corbin, I'll give the credit, right? the I'll give the credit to Thea Hale myself, but you know, I hear you. Who, who, uh, who did they? God, they really went in on the Tony D'Angelo stuff. Jesus Christ! They did the longest. Wait, wait, wait. Thing. Hold on, but I did, I did love that bit with him and Dom backstage. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't. <laughs> bad. And I liked Tony D'Angelo. I just couldn't believe how long that was going on. I was like, we were still doing this. It's, I kept, I kept looking up. Like this has to be over by now. And it was still going on. They were all in on that segment. Um. Look, I don't I don't dislike the Judgment Day. I think that there are elements of the Judgment Day that can be interesting. I think obviously the Finn Balor, um, you know, Damian Priest dynamic is working into an extent. I was surprised that they just spun it right back to do Balor again. And I get why, you know, we would say, hey, if you're doing this match again, why would it be to have Finn Balor lose? Like, why do that two consecutive times? And that's it's a fair question to have. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff in there that's functional and good with the Judgment Day, but I'm still always going to come back to the same thing at the end of the day. Like, I can't, I, I can't get there. Like, there is an obvious weak link here, and the weak link is the one that's getting propped up the most when the other stuff is more compelling. Like, there's three performers in there that are extraordinarily compelling, that are... I would argue all three of them are top ten. God, let me think about that. If I if I separate, are the, are you saying top ten talent or top ten compelling at the moment with storylines? Top ten, kind of factoring in all of those things, right? Like if I power ranked, because like Dom Mysterio is what they're doing. You would force to be at the top of the list, but he's not. He doesn't need it top 
talent-wise. So if I power ranked everything, so like top ten of people who you, you'd want to see on your that screen. I want to watch right now, right? Like I, I think there's an argument. I have to. Really yeah, I was think, gonna say I, I don't know that I would agree that all of them are in the top ten, but there's absolutely I, an who, argument. But who wouldn't be, right? So like, well, I mean, I mean, here's here's the question: is is so you're putting Roman, both of the Usos, right. putting Seth, Sammy, Kevin. I, so already, I would not put you. We were going to talk about Sammy and Kevin from a compelling standpoint. They ain't doing anything compelling. Well, but I'm saying if, if we're talking about you know now, talent, sheer yeah, talent, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. that whole thing, 100. percent They're at the yeah, top. Yeah, of, yeah. That's why if, if we're factoring that, like who do I want to see on my power like, ranking? Because yeah, from a compelling yeah. standpoint, it ain't there right now. And you know, I, I think we all saw that report that they. Sadly, with everything that I always said about Sammy, there was the report that they don't care if Sammy eats pins because they just don't. Like internally, I got to come up with it. They, they. I, I, I know what you're saying is like this. This was their way. They acknowledged the fact that people were behind him, but they don't necessarily think he's going to be anything important. So they put the tag titles on him because the they quote, don't think the, the tag quote t- was he got over as a fluke. Yeah, was the quote that was going around. Yeah. Um. Now again, I you know I'd, I'd still have to think about where exactly they are on that list, but are they more? Does their does their talent outweigh the fact that it hasn't been compelling in comparison to other people who are both talented and compelling? I don't, I don't for, know. for me right now, I think did I did you see yes. who that quote was from? Meltzer, right? But he said he said that he said WWE treated him as a fluke. No, they said they always saw Zayn as just a guy who got over as a fluke. He said that though. That's his opinion. That, that's his opinion. But I mean, would I'm it reading the quote. You? By the it way, said Meltzer it, it, said they surpri- Would it surprise you if they felt that way? Yeah, I, I, I got to go to the point. They didn't. He didn't say it as I'm telling you this, not them. And with Meltzer, because we know he is sourced, the idea that he's just saying that and that there's nothing behind it is not something you can dismiss. I don't know. I think he opines a lot. He does opine a lot. There's no doubt about it. But this wasn't one that was presented as just my opinion, just me saying this. That's what I think. It wasn't presented that way. I think it almost doesn't matter because, like, what he said feels right. Based on how they've used him since me, it feels right. It matters, but beyond feeling right, the evidence would also suggest that. Like, there's a reason why they haven't prioritized Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're not not prioritizing them because they think Sami Zayn is a star. That's... Yeah. We don't have to do a whole lot of math on that. Like, you know, I I find their segments entertaining, but it's definitely not presenting them as top stars right now. It's not even not that they're not presenting them as top stars. They're barely presenting them as part of a three-hour show. I mean, they were in the main event of Raw. Yeah, that, that's why I'll push back on them. But not and they were and they were in three segments in the show. They weren't on the last pay per view. They not weren't on the last pay per view. But I'm saying you're saying they're not on TV, and they were in three segments on Raw. <laughs> Maybe four. It might have but, been four. Right, but you know they're not being presented as top guys. They're not it's like anyway. that's something we can they, all agree. They were on. at the beginning of the show and the end. They're of the not show. being presented as top guys. That's ridiculous. Like, they were feuding with the Judgment Day, who you just and said was the you most said important Judgment thing Day are the, the top guys. They're being presented as the foils for the Judgment Day. They right beat now. them, and they're still being presented as the foils for the Judgment Day. I, that's what I they don't are. Even right know now. what you mean? But I don't even know what that means. What What does that even mean? 
The Judgment Days are the stars, and they need someone to go against. Correct. Okay, but they didn't win. (laughs) It it almost doesn't. But who's be? Who would you say is more important right now, the Judgment Day or Kevin and Sammy? I mean, I can't believe we're having this conversation. (laughs) Is this just one of those things where we're trying to fight for the sake of fighting? I mean, obviously the Judgment Day. Okay. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. (laughs) It's almost bizarre. Um. I, I, you know, I, it's a bummer. I, I wish that they were treating – it's not even just that I wish that they were treating Kevin and Sammy. They have all of the tag belts. They've never done anything with the tag belts. They're allowing an entire show to exist without tag team championships, tag team champions right now. They are the tag champions of both shows, and they don't matter. It's absurd. By the way, considering, considering, considering what you just said uh, and considering – the sort of like segments that have been airing and I, I have been frightened and not this week. Cause I don't think there was one, but a couple of weeks ago, I have been frightened that their tag title run is just going to end with into share killing them. <laughs> I have been worried about it now. Granted they're I like how they're coming to Raw, but they were already on Raw, like definitively. That was a weird bit a couple of weeks ago. I don't think <laughs> it's in this. I don't think it's in this share, but like their tag run doesn't matter. It there is no tag run. Like, yeah. well, part of the, a, part of the problem is there's 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 no like like uh. Anything they would do with any, like, I, I guess the, the argument would be Alpha Academy, maybe, or the Viking, I don't know. They should but, be making Imperium big. Like, the idea right. that they can't figure out a way to make Imperium, like, an Imperium, uh, specifically, Vinci and Kaiser versus Sammy and Kevin, a big deal is insane. I mean, they tried to do that. I don't know that they tried. They didn't. They only barely tried. They kept throwing Gunther in the mat. Like, they... Well, no, so that's, that's gonna, you're, well, first, I think the one guy was hurt, um, one of the weeks where they did that. But, but, uh, like, Vinci was off TV for a couple of weeks. But, but, I'll say this, that was gonna be exactly my point, is that I think now they're in a situation where they don't know what to do with them because none of that other stuff seems credible, right? <laughs> right? Like, after you just had these guys with the bloodline, how can you believe that, like, Alpha Academy is gonna beat them? Or well, an Alpha yeah. Academy wouldn't be the right one, anyways. No, but who is? That's my point. Like, there is no Imperium. No, no. I mean, not without Gunther. But Gun- But the point that Aaron's making is that Gunther still gets to loom, and Gunther gets to check in, and Gunther gets to help if he wants to, in order to remind everyone that this is still Imperium that you're going up against. But didn't they do that? And then they had Riddle kind of come out and neutralize. That's my Gunther. point. Is they presented it wrong. But how do you present it right? Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, you present it right by whether or not. By having the faces be stupid and not having a third person. Like, I don't know what you're you're trying to present. Now, there is something they introduced this week that is kind of interesting, which is the whole Bobby Lashley Street Profits thing. I'm not really sure what to think about that. I have no idea what to think. Yeah, I can't even. don't put that into context, so I have no idea what they're doing there. No, but, like, that would seem like something credible. You've got people who are already proven sort of main eventers or adjacent to main eventers. I mean, heel, heel street profits, yes, would count as something yes. that would be instantly credible. Yes. 
Oh, it would be yeah, absolutely credible, and it would be certainly warranted. And I, look, I, I, this all started with just the reason why I don't think Cammy, Sammy and Kevin are in the top ten right now, and it's because they're not doing relevant things. But sure, if you create something that's relevant, I'll be right back on board because I've been waiting for it. But they just haven't done it. They have yeah. just sort of been accessories to this point. The tag division has basically not existed, despite the fact that, again, they're the champions of both shows, and that's – and you have real tag teams on both shows now that it's, you've built up. <laughs> it's it's the the eternal tag team problem. Yeah, I mean it is. You're not wrong. It's an eternal tag team problem, and it's because like to add to the fact that you brought up Imperium, they also already had them run through pretty deadly. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the and they're brand new. Yeah. By yep. the way, that would have been another. Like you tell right. me, we get a real pretty deadly Sammy Kevin feud. Yep. Yep. That was yep. weird, right? Yep. Again, it was, it's the, you know, whether you credit to Vince, whether you say it's WWE as a whole, it's the tag teams generally don't matter. But they're all, like, the, the show is full of tag team wrestling. That's the thing that's so but the tag, weird I, about it. It's, it's great tag team wrestling, but it's great tag team wrestling that doesn't matter. But when we used to say that they didn't matter, they weren't on the show either. Like, the, this is a weirder lane that we're in here where, where you're building feuds between tag teams and you're actually building up teams and making them credible, but then the champions are sitting in this little cloud separately from that, which is very bizarre. I don't disagree. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, we're in agreement about that. It's bizarre. But it's what they're doing, and I don't know what to make of it. Um, all right. What, what else can we how – how do we pivot away from – Which we, way are they going to go with this U.S. title thing? Are they, are they going to go Rey Mysterio, Santos in the finals here to try to do something there, or is it L.A. Knight all the way and we just – It's got to be L.A. Knight all the way at this point. Doesn't it give you pause, though, that it's Santos and you've got Rey Mysterio in the other match? Very slight pause. Yeah, no, I, the, the, the only the only reason it gives me pause is could they be looking even bigger for LA Knight? Because otherwise, this makes right. sense in the world. Well, I, well I, I I I don't boy I I think there's a non like a, a a negative chance of that being the case. And I wish I, as I keep saying I wish, but I don't think there's any chance in hell. I think if LA Knight's not winning this, it's because there ain't any push coming for LA. Well, wasn't there some weird rumor about Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam doing something? Okay. What would he be doing? LA Knight. I don't that know. makes no sense. <laughs> I'm not telling you it makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's bigger than this if he can't be in the title match. Like, what's bigger than this? What are you trying to get out of LA Knight and Stone Cold? No, hold on. You're, you're, see, I'm asking the right question. You're asking the wrong question. I don't care about that. What I'm saying is you're oh, saying, no, hold on. But, but you got to start with step one, which is you're telling me there's something bigger than him being I, in the no, US no, no, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying at SummerSlam. I'm just saying in the big, but if he's things. not in this and you're saying that's because there's something bigger, tell me what that is. And that and he's where, eventually winning the world title, not at necessarily at SummerSlam, but eventually. And they don't want to put put him into the U.S. title picture because they have bigger plans. I'm not saying that's happening, but would that saying, bigger plans involve him not being on the show for a month and a half? Stone Cold after Austin 316 was not at SummerSlam. Like it's not crazy to say that they wouldn't put him on in an already crowded SummerSlam card that he wouldn't be on there even if they had bigger plans for him. Again, I'm not saying they have bigger plans for him, but it, it's not saying that 
if he's not winning the U.S. title, they don't have plans for him. I, I think you can say that that's not necessarily the case. That being said, I think he's winning the U.S. title at SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit – because, like, you're doing the thing again where you're putting him in a match against Santos Escobar, which – is not doing Santos Escobar any favors if you're trying to make. I don't think they care the, about. I don't think they care about Santos. I, mean, I think Escobar's that's favors. become. I think that's been plenty clear. I feel like they've been pushing him for the past. Month. They've been oh, they using were, him, which is more than they've done before. Having him cut which these is like nice. these like crying baby face promos but, and. By the way, leading up to Money in the Bank, I said that I would like Santos to win the briefcase because I think he badly needs to go away from that. So the idea that he could be, you know smashed and then turned back heel is not the worst idea in the world. But if we know that Carlito's coming in, right, does that, does that more likely make him the, is, is, is the introduction of that more likely to turn him against Rey Mysterio? Sure. So if you were doing that, wouldn't you put Rey Mysterio in this match? I, I don't think it has to have one thing to do with it. The other. Or he could just lose. I mean, he could just lose yeah. to L.A. Knight, and that's the catalyst too. Yeah, the, he loses to L.A. Knight. He has another match somewhere along the line, or Carlito just comes in and Ray's more buddy buddy with him, and that makes him turn. Like, I, I don't think the two have to be connected. I don't think they have to be connected at all. Or if you really felt the need, you could have him sort of linger on the outside since he's already in the match of this match, and you could even, if you wanted to, almost have him accidentally cost Rey Mysterio this match and then sort of leave that hanging in the balance as to whether or not, you know, that was actually purposeful if you wanted to do that. I mean, there's a the million things that you could want to do. I just don't – I don't see there being a need for it to be Santos Escobar, Rey Mysterio, and I, I'm at – you know, I'm definitely at the you better damn well be doing something with L.A. Knight, and since I don't believe that there is something that's besides this – it damn well better be this. Like there's yes, that this is the this is the minimum line here. If you want to tell me there's something bigger in mind, sure. I don't believe I, it, but yeah, I don't yeah. I don't believe it for a second. So it kind of. So if you don't believe it, it has to be this. It has to be. Yep, I, I that's where I am. And if they don't, I mean, I. I mean, if they don't, it just shows that they don't give a damn about La Knight. Well, and which, which, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I still think that's very plausible. It's just that goes into the, um, so do you not like money question that people ask? Like, do you not, when you see that it's working, why are you afraid of something that works? And it's a relevant question to ask, but if it, it's not like it would be the first time that we would be asking that question in WWE history. So I can't pretend like, it's so compelling that it means they're definitely going to do something there. I think it's still like, I I'd almost say that I, I guess I'm 50, 50 as to whether or not they'll even do the bare minimum, which is this. Um, I still think there's a 50% chance. And maybe this is what, you know, where Brandon's theory could float in that they just don't care that it was what we're talking about with Sami Zayn. Like it's not part of our plans. You guys can dig it, dig it all you want. It was never part of our plans. We don't, care we are not but you the u.s title feels like something that they would throw us as a bone if they don't care it's, it's that's the middle ground right like that's the middle ground of we don't actually care but you know we don't mind the fact that you guys are watching so 
eh, here's this. We'll ride it out for a little while. You guys will get bored in a couple of months, and you'll move on to something else, and then we can pretend like L.A. Night never happened. You know, that's that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. I what else? Here. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this is always, dude, I hate coming back to it forever. This is always going to be a tough one for me because I like L.A. Night a ton. I Love LA Night. How long ago was it that we had him on the show, Aaron? When, what year was that? 17 or 18, probably. So then I would say I fell in love with LA Night in about 2016. Let me, let me, and, let me pull up the exact timeline here of, by, by the uh, way, Eli did Drake. You, did you see this Logan Paul interview? Apparently they, they were pitching him for Logan Paul. I, I did see that he floated that those are the only two things that they might have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which would give you hope that they didn't do it because they decided that they wanted to do the LA Knight winning this belt instead. Um, I, I've, I've been on LA Knight for a long time, but I just, I can't shake the, you don't make a 40 year old a top face. It's, it's insane. Like it's bonkers. I, I wish I could feel differently about that because I love, but I, you can't, you don't do that. Um, <laughs> This is right. This is the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do to say, look, we we are going to put him on TV. We're going to give you L.A. Night more often. We're not going to he's not going to be a jobber. But there's a limit to what that is, because at some point it's 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 like your what they wanted, you know, what people wanted uh, A.W. to be. Well, why don't we just give you everything? Like, you guys get to choose who the stars are. And you don't want to do that either. Like, there has to be a line between those two things. Like, I No, if you do that, then you get Eddie Kingston in the main event for four months. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the reality of it. And I, I, I think that L.A. Knight could have a good year run in him, a la AJ Styles, where he was... Where he was awesome and, you know, you, you were into it and all of those things. And if they could find a path for that, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But what is the path to that? Yeah, like what? I, I think there is a path. Again, just going back to if you're saying Damian Priest cashes in on Jey Uso and mm-hmm. the the level of the SmackDown title lowers a little bit, there is potentially a path there for an AJ Styles-like reign. That that's yeah, kind of sure. what. By the yeah, way, isn't aren't L.A. Knight and Damian Priest like the best same friends? age? Yes, and, and the same age. Yeah, yes, and they're really the good friends. Age. As we said before, that matters if you're a face versus a heel. Oh no, one hundred percent. And and no one's saying like if anyone says that L.A. Knight is the face of the company going forward, they're completely and utterly insane. I the other thing I would say about your scenario is that's different when you're talking about him being the champion on Fox, like. Not if Fox has seen his numbers and they're like, yeah, I mean, if Fox, we don't care, we don't, we don't yeah, know anything. Right. Just give us that guy. Yeah, if that was the case, I just, I, that's a harder yeah, sell. It, again, I, it's to to me the sell is if Roman's bouncing to Raw, like that's the sell right there. I understand. I still think it's tough to say to a network television show, we are going to make the the top face be. This guy that you had never heard of. Like, you're still having to push this to 
people that don't watch uh, professional all, wrestling. All you're saying That's is just the numbers, two, million, two million views. I That's understand that. Like, I, I un- that does not, matter. No, it matters, but you it, not with network executives. That's not that simple. Or else all of their, like, shows would be with PewDiePie. You know what I mean? Like, we're, <laughs> we can't pretend, like, that's, the, they are thinking bankable commodity. They are thinking we have to advertise this person out. We want them to be a pop culture figure. Um, I, I, in a professional wrestling standpoint, I get it. I think that there could be an AJ Styles run, but I think that has to happen on Raw. I don't think you can do that on Fox. I, 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 I just think it's a different world, man. Like at that point, you've got to really, really go all in on someone who they believe to be an entirely bankable commodity with it. When they walk in and pitch people that don't know professional wrestling, it is easy for them to say, this is the guy you're buying. Which again, I, I, you know, the SmackDown contract ends in 2024. That, that, you know, if we're talk getting into the whether or not Fox's voice matters it does matter oh it matters significantly it matters no no well but but i'm saying if let's say by wrestlemania 2024 yeah fox gets out on smackdown and smackdown ends up on or or even they they just they know at that point like we know we're out we should know by the way by wrestlemania we should know or at least have a yeah. very good idea of where yeah. it's going. No, I, I, if if they know that Fox is out, all of these things change. I don't disagree with you at that point. Like everything changes, um, but they don't know that today. So, right, I, you know, these you're creating a scenario by which that could happen. Does LA Knight stay white hot enough to be able to pull that off in a year when you're talking about a world where there's a post Fox? I. It'd be awesome, you know, like I'd be for it. But well, again, I, I don't think he has to be white hot for a year. He has to be white hot enough for Fox's voice to matter less. If, assuming, again, assuming Fox doesn't like him, which we have no idea, but there are reasons to believe they wouldn't. Yeah, I think um, it's tough. I think it's really tough. Yeah. What else do we need to cover? Uh, what exactly do they think they're doing with uh, Ronda and Shayna? Like, I, no, and I'm not even you, saying you don't, you're it, asking the wrong person. No, like, like I'm genuinely we're bringing up all of Glenn's if, favorite subjects. No, 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 no. no. But in, in all seriousness, like, do you think that they have something planned, or are they just saying go out there, do it, and we don't care who cheers, who boos, whatever? We're just having the match. I mean, I I think they're presenting Shayna as the face. I think they... They think they are. Yeah, I think they think they are. And that's where I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, do they know that they're presenting her as the face, or are they having her go out there and she's just coming off as the face? Well, I th- I think that that's... I don't know this for sure. I feel like that might be how it started, and now they were like, okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know? Like, cause the, first, the first thing, Shayna was the one who attacked... So it was kind of awkward um, whenever they did the segment, and she was like the clear face, <laughs> like right. like assuming no one tried to do anything, she just came off as the clear face. And the you know, I think Rhonda tried to do the "Why did you attack me?" thing, and then Shayna buried her so hard. Well, Plus Shana the cut a baby face promo right. about you know all the stuff that we feel about Rhonda with with a crowd that already wanted to hate Rhonda. Right. Like but, at the then, time. but then there's the problem of no one gives a rat's ass about Shayna. 
And well, who I mean, could have I, she got a good it. reaction, but I know I know you're going to say got it. a mild reaction. I don't know. I feel like they were behind it, her. It was not. There was nothing that was. There was no. I'm excited about seeing. Sh- there was just a. You're I'm cheering because you're burying Ronda. Kind they, of thing. Like there is, there is, there. There's never been anything here. There was never gonna be anything here. This is not a thing. I don't know why we're insistent on pretending like there's a thing here. This is nothing. This is a black hole. And I, whose fault is it? I, I could. The fault of it is whoever said to Ronda Rousey, "We'll let you do this," when she appears to be on her way out the door anyway. Like, I have no idea why anyone ever signed off on this being a program, on this being a feud, on this being something that gets placement on SummerSlam. This is nothing. There is nothing there. I, if there's a, if there's a belief that you could do this to make Shayna a huge face, I don't know anything that you've seen from Shayna over the years that would make you think she's a big face. As we've talked about a million times, the best that Shayna's ever been is just an ass kicker. She's not a face. She's not an underdog. You can't sell that. You can't. She's not very good on the mic. She's not. She's not pretty good on the mic. She. Ronda's obviously not that. So you weren't elevating Shayna by having her go up against Ronda. There was never anything here. Ever. There was never anything that you were going to get from this. This has been the most insane thought process from the moment everyone kept talking about Ronda turning on Shayna. I have been as bad as confused as to what anyone thought they were getting out of this. And it's gone exactly the way that everyone should have known it was going to go because there was never anything to scratch from this. It's nothing. Good chat. Tell me I'm wrong. I, the the only reason that I'll even say you're slightly wrong is because I've seen Shayna off of TV and in streams and stuff show a lot of charisma, and I'm wondering if they can tap into that. But Why have they never tried. That that's what I, you know. That but that's the only thing I can point to to say there is something there is because I've I've seen it on up up down down on whatever other stream and stuff. I mean, part of it is they they murdered her the second she walked onto the main roster. Well, yes. And, and that's part of the problem. Like, we saw this in NXT. Like, she is a good performer. She can do – she's limited, and you need to play into her strengths and limit her weaknesses. I think that she is capable of – like, I thought the promo she cut on Raw was actually pretty effective. The problem is she can't do that more than that time. Like, that's the one. Like, that's – that's the one you're going to get, like, going forward. I know you're always thinking big picture. Going forward, she can't be that person. Like, this only works because it's Ronda. Um, so I don't, like, if you positioned her as the ass kicker past, you get past this match to get the crowd to want to like her, and then you position her as sort of the face ver- Brock Lesnar or whatever, not the cowboy one or whatever, but just the one that came out and beat the shit out of people. Like, that could work if you have... You know, uh, like, like if you had that, what the heel version of Becky that we just had a few months ago or someone like that that's very annoying, like you could put her up against someone like that, but it's, it only works for a limited time, I think. And, and we saw that with the Brock babyface character too. Like eventually he just has to be a heel at some point. Well, but, because, but, that's, but like, I don't even think that it has to be that she's a babyface. It's just that it's okay for someone to just, 
Be- Becky as a face wasn't really a face for a lot of that. She was just a star, right? Like right, she right. Just, she, she, she was a star, she was an ass kicker, but and she could cut the one-liners. And, and that that would be the separation, right? Like, that's right now. Well, yeah, the separation is the charisma, right. Aaron, I respect what you're saying, but difficulty is you're talking about someone that's that it's not, not the, the character and the presentation. Mm-hmm. There has never been an ounce it's it's not just that they haven't done a good job with it. There has been nothing. There has never been even a hint of something that's similar to charisma. Brandon, your point about the promo to say it was, you know, effective. Sure, it was effective in the same way that anyone who ever cuts that promo. It's the same promo that we've heard a million times from a million other people when they've turned on their friends. And, you know, it's the same promo. You can do that once. But that's it. Like, it's nothing new, it's nothing Shayna's doing, it's not making Shayna interesting, it's just pro wrestling trope that can work in that moment, and there's nothing there. So, if it's there, if she's capable of doing it, then that's sad to me, but they've never explored it, but I don't know why we would ever expected that it was going to come out in this, like, they would have been holding it back for so long to then suddenly say, well, now we're doing Shayna Ronda, so let's completely change the way that Shayna is presented. Um... Since we have to get it anyway, I guess I can hope that at some point they des- they decide. But this this is an abomination. Like this is a there was never any justifying this. This is uh, anyone who doesn't end up on the SummerSlam card should be furious that this gets to be on the SummerSlam card and they I mean, don't. I'm not nearly as mad as you just because I do want to see the match. I think it's going to be really good. Um, but I like. Is, do you say that just because you think these two people care about each other enough yes. that they'll go out of their way to try to make it a really good match? Because yes. what we have seen, particularly from Ronda, certainly does not suggest that she has really good match stored up waiting right now. Well, I mean, well. <sighs> no, I'm with Brandon. I don't think she asked for this match and she doesn't really care about it. I, I, I understand I, the thought process. Like, it's the yeah. only reason why I could, the only reason why I can give the slightest amount of credence to it is that, that Rhonda cares so deeply about Shayna trying to move forward that she'll, she will go and pull out from her reserves anything that she's got. It still doesn't justify its existence on the SummerSlam card. It still doesn't justify anything about this feud. But is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But it's, I'm not going to be excited about it or assuming it as much as it's going to be, yes, it's possible that it could play out that it ends up being a good match because of it. And, and by the way, I also think this was supposed to happen like months and months ago, and, and for whatever reason they screwed it up because they started to do the actual work and then completely abandoned it. Like whenever – was it when Ronda first came back? Remember they had Shayna do the whole "you used to be a killer." Yeah, I do vaguely they, remember. Like that. they they, yeah. they started it, 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 to actually do something with this, and then they didn't do it. And yeah, so well, it, it felt like so they part were... of. Well, hold on. Part of the problem here is that there was no real story. She just randomly beat her up. You know what I mean? Like they're forcing it in. So I feel like they're. I mean, obviously, with a story there to tell, they just couldn't tell it, and they had to force it and throw all that stuff into two promos. So that's part of the awkwardness too. Yeah, it might have been that they were planning on it for Mania, and then Ronda got that injury. Like that—that's very much in play. Um, you know, I it, it's, who knows? 
I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Sonny and Chelsea are tag champs. That's awesome. I'm so excited. For yeah, that. it's it's awesome. I I guess it also sort of feels like you're doing that thing where that you're just bouncing belts around. I, um, and normally this would bother me, but in this case, I'm okay with it. I I, I understand what you're saying. I wish that it wasn't at a time where you're bouncing belts around, um, because then I would think that it would be cooler. I. I worry that it, it, it says as much about what they feel about the women's tag belts as it says anything about what they feel about Chelsea or Sonya. I'm 100% with you. At the but, same but, time, but, but the, part the of it is we know what they're doing with, with Raquel, so but, they had to get... No, right. but, but here's the thing. I never thought they... Like, as much as I liked them, I never thought they'd put any sort of thing... Yeah, I thought they were just going to be there to have someone get wins over. So to actually see this, even if it's utterly meaningless... Like, I can't help but but be a little bit excited by it, because it's more than I ever thought would happen. Okay, I'll let you have that, man. I, yeah. you know, I As long as it requires this absolute no conversation, I'll just let Aaron have his thing. Like, like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's much, uh, but it, it, it's enough. Separate so. from all of reality and just say, I like these people, and so I'm glad these people got to have a moment. Okay, fine. Right? Like, I'll, I'll add to, before I make a real point, I'll add to that with the, um, same sentiment with the Alpha Academy Viking Raiders match. <laughs> that was fantastic. I, it's I so mean, funny, like, once or twice a year, they'll remember, oh yeah, the Viking Raiders are actually really, really good in the but, ring. But I also think it goes back to, like, anytime they do gimmick matches, we make fun of them, but, like, every holiday gimmick tag team match, it's awesome. It's ass. <laughs> Name any of those that haven't been delightful. Name one holiday gimmick match that we haven't said that was a great time. Like that's let, let me add to it. Name one gimmick match with Otis in it that hasn't well, been sure. <laughs> incredible. Given. Um, all of those matches, man. Like I, I don't Maxine know. Maxine Dupree took a table bump. <laughs> she really did. That really did happen. Um, I, I, Is, I wait. I have a question. Is Maxine Dupree what they wanted Eva Marie to be? Like, originally. Like, when they originally conceived of, we want Eva Marie in WWE. Is she the, is she actually what? Do you just mean like someone who's there who is attractive, who they hope can have passable matches eventually? And isn't to whatever to be nerdy? And, and dumb and and buy into whatever thing. That's where you lose me a little bit. Like, like, hot, I, I, like hot girl doing anything. Like, not I, I, anything I, I feel like for, with Eva Marie, it was always just hot girl who knows she's hot. And, and right. that's the part that loses me. But so when you say that, that's yeah, what I they hope for I would her. say the better comparison is that like they might see Maxine Dupree as a continuation of Mandy Rose. Like... Or if we go back even farther, Trish Stratus, like not necessarily to that level, but a girl who's just a model who's just here for. But don't you think they it. thought that they were doing that with Eva Marie and then realized that she has no personality? Like, I don't, don't. Don't you think that that was the goal? I, I no. Nah, I think the goal of Eva Marie was to create a character in the Kardashian realm. Was that they always wanted Eva Marie to be? I'm too. I'm too. I'm better than this. Um. I don't know that they ever wanted Eva Marie to be fun. I don't know that they ever wanted Eva Marie to be, you but know. didn't you think that didn't, didn't the the Maxine, whatever she was called in NXT, didn't she feel like that at first? 
Like it was, was like she in NXT. Yes, she was the one that the Von Wagner chick or whatever. Like that would that would she was like in the crowd. And yeah, I don't think we ever really saw enough out of her for me to get a sense. Well, of she anything, got so. she got called up so fast. Yeah, I don't know that I I got a feel for Maxine Dupree in NXT. Yeah, she was called something else. So yeah, she as the valet with Robert Stone for Von yeah. Wagner, uh, Sophia Cromwell. But there you we're go. Talking about like yeah, it was a very a few appearances. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is, I was like, oh, another one of these, right? And then. We're seeing, well, yeah, we're but, seeing this where it's like, oh, okay, there's like more here than that. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know what the parallel is with Eva Marie. Like, I, I think that Eva Marie was very specifically like the, um, Instagram is becoming a thing. We are presenting an Instagram person on programming. And, and I just think that was the, the end to it. And they tried to force it and they couldn't force it. Like she was so bad. She couldn't even do the minimal in order to justify it. Um, but I, I don't think there was ever a thought to her being anything more or anything other than that. Eva Marie didn't really like she, I guess she was a valet here and there, but she started as a wrestler. That's why I think Trish is the comparison. You keep saying I. No, and I, 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 it's so hard to say Trish right now because of what Trish became. But right. if you think about what she was when she started. But and that how wasn't she all that different than anyone else they hired to be a female performer at the time. Right. Like, right. they just hired models and said, figure out a way to do three moves and you'll be you'll be here. Right? Like, I don't think they uniquely identified Trish. That's fair. Okay, if you, but if you want to say the generation, that Stacey Keebler, that Trish, that Tori Wilson. I, I thought that Eva Marie came – I think that Eva Marie was the answer to Instagram, was the answer to we've had real wrestlers. Now we also want to have an Instagram model. Like – and maybe the, the, the answer to all of our wrestlers are putting pictures of themselves in bikinis on Instagram, right? Like we we just want to sell out for – Someone who is nothing more than that. I, I think that identifying Trish separates. There was no Trish was not the yin, the yang that anyone else is yin. You know what I mean? Like she was the same as everything else they did at the time. She just happened to become a very good, you know, a, yeah, a, a really good wrestler. Here, here, here you go, Aaron. Stacy Keebler is probably a good comparison. Yeah. Okay, so that that's fine. Uh, this this Tory performer, I can't even pronounce her real last name, but this performer. Uh, Sydney. <laughs> that Zerkazor. has very few va- very few vowels in it. Yeah. So she was a uh, Los Angeles Rams cheerleader and a dancer for the Phoenix Suns, and then tried out for WWE in 2021. So Steve Torres. Yeah, that's pretty close to like the sta- wasn't Stacy Keebler. Yes, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. Like again, it's yeah, yeah. And, and it's why I don't like the Eva Marie comparison. I'm with Glenn on that one, but yeah, there there are a number of past women, divas, whatever but you want I, to call I, them, I, that I, it does pass. And it's ironic because they're, they've positioned her with Otis, but I do think it's a continuation of Mandy Rose. Like, I think they yeah. like the fact that Mandy Rose, even if she was limited as a wrestler, was able to be involved in other aspects of programming. And, like, and she became a much better wrestler than I think agreed. I ever thought she would be. Agreed. Obviously, in that NXT run at the end, she ended up being very good. Yeah. Eh, very good. She ended up being very serviceable, right? Yeah, but serviceable in the main event of of that show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, 
I, I that's why I think this is a more unique like they they the versatility of I, Maxine Dupree. I don't think they're all that concerned about her becoming a really good wrestler right. as much as they're concerned about Ent- entertainer, serviceable enough and attractive and willing to to be a part of various different things that they do. Um, be be pliable, if you will, right? Like you can be involved in this type of character and then involved in this type of character. And next time you might be the annoying hot chick. And this time you're the fun, you know, like girl that's trying. And I, I think that's a bonus. I think that's a, a great performer to have around. And, and Jesus, the way, as I say it out loud is exactly what Mandy Rose was, right? Like she was fun. She was doing the stuff with Otis. She was all in. And then all of a sudden they did toxic attraction and she was able to, to do that. You know, really well too. Um, Mandy Rose is definitely the comparison that I keep coming back to. And who knows if Maxine Dupree will really continue to improve as a performer? I hope she does. Can we get to AEW? Do we need to cover anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I, the two things. One, I, I'm the I, I keep on this is like talking to me about Shayna, and I, I am the wrong person to ask about blood and guts because I've told you guys the last few years. This is not my thing anymore in professional wrestling. It was compounded by the hilarity of here's this guy now in order to force us doing this match. Um, but it, if you're into it, if that's your thing, I'm sure you enjoyed blood and guts. I, I don't know that it actually did a lot for anybody involved. It was, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. The ending, like, was weird. It, like, it was like, weird, and it doesn't, as you said, I don't think it does anything. And, and maybe the uh, Brian Danielson injury, like, really threw some things out of whack for it. I, I don't know. But, like, like they're pivoting to Claudio and, and Pac, I guess. Not that the Ring of Honor really matters. Nope. But, um, like, it. I don't know what they're, they thought they were getting out of it. It was very, like, it wasn't even bad. It was just, no. it was just there. If you, if you like this, I think you liked what you were watching. I'm telling you, it's not my thing. So I was very blah towards it. But the part of professional wrestling that I like is stories and nothing, nothing, nothing at all. It ended and it was over. And, there was nothing about that that said I better tune into Collision on Saturday night or I better tune into um, Dynamite next Wednesday. It just ended and it ended and that's it. And that to me is the most damning statement that I can make about professional wrestling. Like I, it it it's and maybe we can say it's fundamental, right? With with AEW, that you know Cody Rhodes called a shot no. all those years ago. Nice, you know, how how often have I said this line? Pretty good in a bubble, but nothing going forward. That's AEW. That's AEW. Wait, you're not, you're not, you're not pumped about Pac versus, uh. I mean, look, it's gonna be a good match. (laughs) It'll be good in the bubble. It'll be good in the bubble. Is that the match at the pay-per-view this week? I think so. Is it? Yeah, I think they they announced it. I assume it's at the pay-per-view this week. Not that the pay-per-view. Did they announce it? I think they did on social media, yes. Which which versus no. Moxley? No, no, no. Pat Claudio for the Ring of Honor title. Oh, versus Claudio. Okay, I, yeah, one yeah. of the other. Figure. I figured it was one of the other. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even going to pretend like that. Ring of Honor doesn't matter. So, like, the the idea is that I was just going to say that Glenn's like, favorite I, belt. I, I don't even want to get into it because it's just like Ring of Honor doesn't matter, so I can't say one way or another, like, whether, you know, say anything about it because it just doesn't matter. None of uh, it matters. So, wh- which pay-per-view is first? Ring of Honor is this weekend, I think. Yeah, it's Friday, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, it's there. Cool. It, yeah. It'll be a good match in a bubble. I just – that was the saddest thing about this. I'm like, just like, wow, you did an entire half of your show around this match, and it it's just a match. Like, that's it. It's just, just a and, thing. And, and the thing that comes out of it is setting up – I don't know if that's anything. I think it, it pushes no, them No, it's setting apart. up a Ring of Honor match. Oh, yeah, that, that's the one thing. It sets up a Ring of Honor match, and everything else is just – that's how you get these two groups apart. That's it. It ended. It ended for the sake of ending. It just ended. I, I yeah. keep, it just was over. And you were like, okay, that, it, it was almost weird because they kept cutting to John Moxley at the end. And it was like the epitome of it's just over. He, he was just sort of like sitting there, like, he didn't know what to sell. He didn't know what the, he was just kind of sitting there. And it was like, to me, it embodied what I had just watched, which was like, okay. Like, <laughs> Like, am I supposed to, can I just roll out of, like, what can, what do I do here? Because I, I have no idea what business is supposed to be occurring right now. And it was almost painful in that way. Like, it was painful to just watch it just end. Um, but that's what we keep saying. That's kind of AEW. Like, they, here's a match now, and now there'll be another one. And maybe there'll be another one after that. But, hey, there's a new... FTW champion, so that's a big deal. Well, I'm curious, you're both of your. I meant to ask you both this last week, but we didn't get the chance to talk about AEW very much. We didn't get the chance to talk to Glenn very much at all, but we didn't get the chance to really talk. Like, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about Jungle Boy as a heel? I like, think do, do you think he's performing well? It's it's the bare it, it, this gimmick forever has been the bare minute the, the just the cocky pretty boy heel is is kind of the the step one of wrestling one oh one when it comes to heels so you don't need to do that much I think there's something there I, I just right now it's not just because it's it, again I feel like it's step one so I it's Alex but, Riley but, like but he's the cocky pretty boy heel <laughs> but isn't it kind of like promo class step one. Like I, that's what I'm saying though. I, is like, I personally think this is real bad. Like I, his, I don't think he should talk. I, like, here's I, the I, thing: it, it's not bad enough to be real bad. It's just there right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's been bad. Bad. I just, I, I don't, I don't think believe. Ever, I don't believe him. <laughs> like I don't believe him to yeah, be. I don't know what there is to believe yet either. I think to Aaron's point, like all that's really been presented is I'm good looking and he is good looking. So, you know, I don't, I don't have to try too hard to believe that. I, I don't um, know why he's coming out to Beethoven. That was weird. Of all the choices, Beethoven was a weird one. But, I, you know, I, I, to, to say in general that, I, okay, it's, it's weird. What we saw leading up to the four pillars match was proof that he isn't ready, right? Like he's, he's not. So you could say that, well, that almost requires a reset in order to try to get him there. So the best way to do a reset 
oh god, I forgot to make jokes about the fact that like they're repackaging Baron Corbin again and again. Oh, oh, we talked about that. We talked about that last week. One of the great tropes in history is that (laughs) is that AJ would always get mad about me saying they were repackaging Baron Corbin, but Jesus Christ, they are repackaging (laughs) Baron Corbin. I Um, I had to watch NXT quickly. Do it. Did did they do stuff with the hoods and the the tiki torches again? They, they, oh, wait, yeah. they did. They did. Aaron, do you want to guess who was under the hood? Oh, I, I missed it. I must have fast they, forwarded it too they fast. Re- they revealed who was under the hood. Do you want to take like one guess? Maybe. I mm-hmm. mean, Joe Gacy would make sense, but no. Nope. nope. One more guess. One more guess. I have no idea. It was himself. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so does that mean deep, deep, deep down himself is is is. is Clan member? If we're talking about hoods and tiki torches? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, the, but the weird part of it is the bit where they reveal that it's, like, himself, and then, like, the final shot where they showed, like, him looking at himself, the one, the the one that, the one that had the hood on looked taller than the other one. It was real weird. That is, that like, was weird. It was like a bad camera angle or something. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, I I think that they needed to repackage Jungle Boy in some sort of way, some capacity, but the the problem still exists. And I think that's what you're really feeling is that, like, you had to do something extraordinary in order to tell a new story than what we had seen previously, which is this guy's just not ready in general. And they're not doing that yet. So until they do that, and they can't possibly believe that having him win the FTW championship does <laughs> I, I, that. I, I, I'm giving them credit. I don't. I think it has nothing to do with the FTW. It's just going over hook. Like, could mean I, something. They yeah. didn't have to make it for the belt. I, I think going over hook would have meant something a year and a half ago. Well, just people people still cheer for hook. So he's he, who's, who's the guy he, you can get. Booze he's not. Him. He's not LA Knight anymore. Like he was. He was white hot. Yeah. And then they did nothing, and he's just been nothing. So going over Hook, even a, away from the fake, you know, belt, doesn't mean anything either anymore. Like, it's that's over. You know, like, the Hook's not a thing. Hook's, Hook's been an, an accessory. Like, he's barely existed in AEW Universe. Um, which, again, goes back to they, they, they fired before they aimed on that one, too, and let everybody freak out about Hook when they knew internally he wasn't ready either. And, you know, maybe proving when Brandon brings up promo school that, like, there's there's a reason why we can laugh at some of the guy people that WWE has sent to NXT school over the years. But we're seeing there's a lot of people that just aren't ready. They're just not. They might have a look. They might be capable performers, but they ain't ready. And Hook wasn't ready, and Jungle Boy isn't ready, and you you can't solve one by putting them over the other. Like it's you're accomplishing nothing. You would have to do something shocking with Jungle Boy to make up for how bad it was in the build up to the Four Pillars match. I don't really disagree. Like honestly, like it, it does feel though that they're just saying. We're going from literally step one in a guy's career. That's what it feels like right now. I mean, you know, and to an to an extent, they have to. They have mm-hmm. to. Um, I, MJF Cole. I, what's that? We haven't talked to at least not. We didn't talk about it last week. I don't know if you could talk about it the week before. 
What do you guys think of MJF and Adam Cole? So it was great. And we did talk about it, and it was yeah. great. It was tremendous. This week was weird. I was so excited when I saw it, because I wasn't watching, but I saw Twitter talk about the, the dance-off, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this. And then that was not a thing. Like, that was – there was nothing there. Yeah, uh, Twitter definitely acted like that was a lot more than it was. Yeah, that that was – and, in fact, I don't know, maybe if I had seen it live, it would have been cooler because it just was unexpected, right? Like, like I, got, I got a chuckle out of it. It, it it got me like a half a chuckle, but then because I was expecting something, I was actually disappointed by it, right? Like, and that's, I guess that's not their fault the, the way that I watched it, but it ended up being a bummer to me that there wasn't more to it. Um, I think that they have gotten far more out of it than I thought they were going to try to get out of it. Um, I think they were getting great program. I mean, the, the programming was tremendous for a minute. It's probably running its course now, and that's okay, right? Like, it's okay because it had to run its course based on where it was going. It's probably getting to the point where it's running its course, but it has been a, a fun little detour for a month that I was completely able to get behind in the in the constructs of this is where we're ultimately going, how do we get there, this this was a fun way to go about doing it. I, I've been on board, and even as it feels like it's coming to its conclusion, it, it hasn't lost me yet. And that's actually kind of where I'm at, because I think we're at the point over the next, let's say, two Dynamites, where you have to make a decision. Like, you, you have to pull the trigger in the next two Dynamites if you're going to pull the trigger for... You know, whether it's all in or all out. Well, it definitely, like, let's not pretend like there's any other option. Like, they're definitely going. I, boy, I wonder if they try to drag it out a little bit no. longer. No. Because as you said, the internet is going crazy over it still. It's not going crazy over it. Like, let's not pretend like this is like MJF and Chris Jericho. No, okay, it's fine. You know. Not going crazy. But overwhelmingly, it's still a positive reaction to it. And I wonder, I wonder what they see. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. There is, but there's nothing to gain out of that. Like, there's nothing else for Adam Cole to do while MJF is defending his championships at multiple massive shows. What if the massive show is them competing for the tag titles? And not, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the only reason the you stadium can, show you you the only reason you can mildly get away with it is the that back to back pay per view thing just well, but, so weird. Again, as much as I don't want it, they, I gave them credit. Like, they created the scenario by which they could pull it off. They 100%, as, as pathetic as it is, doing the bit with CM Punk made it work. I don't care who I face, but I'm going to be in the second championship match. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my, I believe I'm still the champion, and so I get my match. Um, they created a scenario by which it's easy to do both. Um, the bigger problem is if if you're doing one as them defending their belts, which one are you picking? You're picking the second one as them defending their belts. Oh, I I wait. I mean, I I still think that you have or to have, have both. I mean, going, them going for yeah. tag belts. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and and the the tag belts are. I, again, I'm I'm just kind of floating it here because I agree. Like honestly, it's. I, I, I think it's beyond the um, CM Punk says I'm next as much as both defend and then both face the next week. So, you know, Punk obviously beats whoever, you know, whoever. And that maybe it's Ricky Starks now. 
Maybe you do Punk versus Starks, and then you do uh, Cole MJF you're in the winner's face. You're creating a scenario where you're actually acknowledging CM Punk as a fake champion? What do you mean? You, you said they both defend. You're suggesting that CM Punk actually pulls the belt. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying yes, they, they acknowledge that. I don't yeah, know if I, I like I, it, but... No, I am I, 100% out on that. You can, you, you, if you were going to do that, you had to do it the minute he came back. You can't have him fight yeah, as I, not I, the champion for right? two months. Well, but, well, okay, well, I guess you, you can just say uh, Starks or Punk, whoever wins, gets the title shot at all out. That, that does the, not, that doesn't work for me. Like, I mean, the, the only problem is you have to have Punk on that show. And that, that's my, that's my well, only hesitation. You can just do a Punk-Starks match. Like, it doesn't okay, have but, to be. But, but you're going to say, win or lose, Punk gets next? Uh, yes. A hundred percent. In the same way that Cody was going to face Brock at SummerSlam, no matter what happened in his match at Money in the Bank. That right? wasn't for a title, though. That I wasn't un- for a title. I understand that, but you CM can't. Punk- you can't say Starks could win this match, but Punk will get the next title. But shot. Starks hasn't been wandering around with a fake belt. Like no, no. Hold on. We, you have to take a step back. You you actually can say that. The problem is you're backing in everything. But if you if you said you know. So and so has a title match. No, they're not the champion. They have a title match as the challenger. Yes. And they have to fight ten people before that and they happen to lose one of those matches. That doesn't but mean it's they a, lose their but it's title shot. Be, but it's a week before. That's that's the difference. You're right. If this was a month apart, whatever. No, but then that sets up something for the future then. Like you don't have to well, not, well, like, hang on, we're 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 going both ways because we really know what's happening. It's CM Punk sure, Yeah, say CM Punk gets his tie yeah, it, 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 it almost doesn't stuff. matter. I'm just like, questioning how you position it. No, it's it's very simple. One of these guys is carrying around a fake championship belt. That that's the guy that gets the championship shot. Whatever he wants to do before that, he's had other matches between now and then. He can have right. as many matches as he wants. You right. presented the trope by which he is carrying around a fake championship belt, and that has to be cleaned up. Like the, Ricky Starks doesn't get to clean up CM Punk's fake championship belt. It's right. absurd to think that a match that he would have with Ricky Starks would have anything to do with the championship belt problem that still exists. They're two completely separate, different concepts. I, I'm telling you, I don't like that they did it, but they accidentally stumbled in a way to solve this problem. They have two separate things. Whatever CM Punk is doing from week to week is whatever CM Punk is doing from week to week. But also, they've got to address his fake championship belt at some point. Well, look at how this plays out. It doesn't matter to him who the champion is. This isn't specifically about MJF. We all know that there's history there. It's not like MJF screwed him out of his championship belt, so it doesn't have to be. You're not telegraphing that MJF is going to beat Adam Cole in this match, even if we all believe that's the case. You're not telling a story that it must be MJF. All you're saying is CM Punk is going to get to clean up his problem against whoever comes out of this match. Oh, and at the same time, he'd also like revenge against Ricky Starks. Simple. Simple. I, I I don't love it, but it's simple. And he's going to beat Ricky Stark, so it almost doesn't matter how they position it. And on top of that, obviously, he'd be getting his heat back from Ricky Starks. Obviously, yes. That would be part of the story as well. Um, But now, what do you do in New York a couple weeks after that? I don't have that answer. You know, I can't can't give you the third part of the triumphant. Is there a way that you can push off the... Could could MJF... Jeez, you, I guess the the order... Wait, what's what's the order of these again? So, all in, all out... Yeah. Yeah, London, 
is that Vegas or is that Chicago? Where's the London, Chicago, New York? Yeah. London, and it, it, it's one week, two weeks. I want. And they're say. all in September. One's in last weekend of August. Got it. So I, if if you wanted to do something with your theory, Aaron, and say if they don't care about ticket sales, could they do the tag title match at in London? If they've just accepted, we sold all the tickets we need. We don't have to give these people anything. Then do, do, the, do Punk, the match at all out, and then grand the slam. Well, oh, I was going to say do the CM Punk match at all out, and then you know revisit uh, Adam Cole at Grand Slam. Okay, I, I think I like that less, but it all depends on what the well, it would provide. What's the, the ultimate goal of What's the ultimate goal of Adam Cole? Is the question. You know, Brandon's been the one to say he's the one to take it off of MJF. I've never, I just never believed that. Yeah, well, I, I, I still think he's the one that takes it off. And I so, how a, do you position that properly? And when does he take it off of MJF? That's that's the big question here. Good question. Well, <laughs> the, the scenario that I just played out would be fine, right? Like that. Yeah, he, Adam yeah. Cole could face CM Punk at the other pay per view. And and hopefully beat him. Oh no, I I would go the I wouldn't go. No the no no no. Way. He's saying he wins the title at Grand Slam or MJF yeah. screws oh, him at Grand Slam, leading it. into full gear. And and that's why I was saying the the tricky thing about the if Cole is the one, it's hard to do that first. Not impossible yeah. because MJF can. Well, it, no, cheat. If, if Cole if Cole is the one, yeah, you say you could just do it again. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, look, not I, impossible, but it's it's easier to go the other way. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that I'm opposed to Adam Cole. I just don't believe it necessarily. Um, And I think part of the problem right now is that MJF is about all you had going for you. I mean, there's, there's very few things that I'm tuning in right now excited about watching besides MJF. I, I don't, I I like Adam Cole. But I don't know that Adam Cole is the guy, like, the, the moment that you're talking about is real, but after that? After that doesn't matter because I think that part of it is going to be, we don't know how much longer we have Adam Cole because, you know, his health has been in question. Um, so, like, to me, it's like they're going to give him the title. And, 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 and it's more about that than anything else, about him getting a run. I would say that's a really bad way to decide who gets to be the champion. But, but like, you have to remember whose company this is. Well, like, but, I'm, trying but to think, Glenn, I'm trying to think like that. And I, I, that's the way but, I think. But, but Glenn was the one who was very much against putting Brian Danielson in a huge spot like that because you don't do it just because of uh, how much longer do you have it thing. I, yeah, but Brian Danielson's been there before, too. Like, this guy's never had that. I mean, if, unless you're counting NXT, like, you, this would be, in theory, bigger, right? Like, to be the world no, champion. It's, of, better. it's bigger than oh, NXT. It's, big, it's, big, it's bigger than NXT, but if, if, you're, if you're not really caring about, if you're just caring about a moment and not really caring about the future, Brian we Danielson went. We talk about that all the time. Right. Well, then, then Brian Danielson is back in play. He's hard, what, what do you mean? I mean, so, Brian Daniels. What does that have winning, to do with any, What does that have to do with? Well, Adam? Uh, it, it, the reason that Glenn has always been against Brian Danielson in the title picture, and particularly winning the title, is because you don't know how much time you have left. And if you're thinking that about Adam Cole, then it's the same general 
thought process there. But you can't use someone else's point to disprove mine. Like I, no, I'm not, I'm not, the one dis- who said I'm not that. disproving it. I'm just look. It, it, <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, if you're what? thinking about just a moment, I could make an argument that Brian Danielson winning would be bigger than Adam Cole winning. I I I understand what you're saying, Brandon. And again, I'm not. The moment is a as a hell of a moment, right? And I think they would look at it as like. They gave him something the other company didn't, blah, blah, blah. But all you get out of that is a moment. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Now, again, sometimes it's worth it in professional wrestling. I think they have a unique problem in AEW where they need more top stars. Like, they need more guys right now that are making me want to watch television every week. And can I get that out of Adam Cole? Can Adam Cole be the guy that I'm tuning in every week as champion and saying, I can't wait to see what Adam Cole is going to do this week. You know, what's weird. If we, if we step back and we talk about this, the way we just talked about WWE mm-hmm. with the judgment day, who are they telling you is the most important people on their show right now? Cause those two are not either of the people that they're te- like, like, I feel like they're doing these fun little segments, but they're, you know, eh. I mean, I they're, think they're, they're getting outside of the like the, the the problem with it is that as long as the elite is around, the elite are always going to be the most important. They're well, literally in the name. Right. But the Blackpool Combat Club stuff and seems to be dominate in Jericho <laughs> because they're because they're do, going against the elite. Right. And part of that was the unique nature of them positioning to try to do the three matches. Right. Like they they wanted to, to, to knock it out and do blood and guts is is. Aaron, I just said, like, Blood and Guts ended and it was just over. Like, there's there's nothing there. Um, Yes, the Elite will always exist and they'll always matter because of it. And on Collision, it's always going to be CM Punk's show because that's that's just the way it's going to be. But I I don't know. I would I would disagree. I, I still think that they've made it very clear that MJF is as important as anything. Um, I, I, I don't I, think, but I feel like the parts of the show they put that in is a little weird. Cause like they've always been putting the elite in the main event. Right. So is that going to change? <laughs> Cause I, I don't know that it like kind of has to, right? The, the, they're it, never going to make any new stars if they're, if they keep telling you the same people are the most important. Fine. That's relevant. No, that that's fair. That's absolutely relevant. fair. Yep. But it's, it's also it's, it's why the who gets the most screen time doesn't necessarily. But it's not even the time. It's the position. Like, do you see Cody Rhodes in like random seg three or whatever? You know what I mean well, on WWE? Like, do but it's not normally the only. But it's because he's been, right because he's in three other segments. Right. Like, I feel like the segment, the the positioning of their segments has been bizarre considering it's your world champion and a storyline. It would be interesting to see if that if they're pointing towards a championship match if that changes, right? Like it'll be right. interesting post they, they, they were pointing towards blood and guts. So obviously right. the main event. Oh, right, right, right. right. We have to get yeah. through that and see right. what happens it'll, next. It'll be interesting to see if it changes. To the point I I can I can buy in that the moment with Adam Cole is so good that it's worth just doing it for the sake of the moment. But I, I just still think it's met with a bigger problem that faces AEW, which is their continued failure to create new stars. And I want to believe that Adam Cole can be that guy, but 
Adam Cole really feels like just a moment to me and not a whole lot more than that. And again, you know, there are things that are worth, I, we're talking about what I don't think yeah. that you're doing a long run with Jey Uso, right? But the moment is so main, meaningful that you do it anyway. But I can't compare Adam Cole's moment to Jey Uso's moment, right? Like, it, yeah. No offense. One's, one's up on Mount Everest. The other one's a, a, a really neat hill in Western Maryland, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's a thing. Like, if you've got and no. By the way, I, I think if we're going for the moment, the moment couldn't be before, before full gear. You need Adam Cole to run against the wall a couple times. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I'll hear you on that. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that you do whatever you want to do, get through, maybe even do. If you do Cole, I feel like that London show has to have a championship match. How are you going to do your first ever show in London? I, in I, I, I tend to not disagree. And not have a championship match. Yeah. So you do that. You clean up the CM Punk thing afterwards. Maybe you even do that match where, like, somehow Cole got screwed, but he didn't know that he got screwed or something like that. And so after the match... You know, like, he, MJF is still trying to be buddy-buddy with them, and maybe you do, maybe you run the tag match at, at the, Grand Slam. At Grand, it seems like a long yeah, time to wait. Well, but we don't, we don't need to, that definitely does not need a title match. It doesn't need it, it just needs something big. Right, and and if, if you found a way to stretch out Cole MJF to that, and that was the moment that MJF you know, officially turns on Cole if you found right. that way. Yeah. They they would also be wise to probably have, like, the acclaimed win the trio's belts. Sure. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. It couldn't be on its own. You'd have to stack it. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I can I can get behind it. I can get behind it. Cool. I don't feel like there's anything else. Nah, not really. Okay. Very good. Remember Jade Cargill? Well, she Remember... She was a wrestler of. Um, I meant to mention that. Sort. Do you guys well, remember? I mean, we knew she was leaving for reasons. We just don't know the reasons. I, I, you say do we know she was leaving? I would love to know what those reasons are. I would oh, I would. I, I would love to know too. But we I would like to know that. That's the reason she lost the way she did was because she was stepping back for a bit. Very weird bit, man. Very very weird bit. All right, what do we want to plug? Oh me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Aoster. I guess I don't need to say Threads anymore because Threads died. Uh, it never was real? a thing. <laughs> yeah, it we, never we, we we gave out our Thread accounts a couple times on this show, which is you know. Did it die? Nobody said. Nobody. It, the, people signed up for one day. Nobody ever went. I yeah. said this in the immediacy. Everybody blew their chance at taking down Elon Musk. Everyone needed to pick one thing and have it be ready to go, and we all went there, and the moment we didn't do that, it was over. The moment there were six social medias and none of them were ready to be any good, we blew our chance, and now we're stuck with this creep. Like, <laughs> sucks. I hate this place. Hate it. Uh, yeah. Come out to Circa, sign up for Survivor, sign up for Circa Million. I didn't want to say Circa Survivor because I don't want Brandon to say his say thing. It. Say it, Circus Survive. Circus Survive is still not playing Ramstead Live. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. But hopefully, hopefully, in the near future. Apparently, Keanu know. Reeves is uh, playing with his band in Vegas. I might be going to that. Yeah, Dog Star is back, guys. Yeah. I, I don't, 
I wouldn't go to Vegas for that. I think it's playing the Howard Theater here in D.C. Yeah. Uh, that's what I like to do. I like to plug all of my competitors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, come to Vegas and come I did me. try to book it. Um, we just announced Whitey Morgan and the 78s on yeah. Friday, September 29th. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Mammoth WVH, which is Wolfie Van Halen's band, um, is coming back to Rams Head Live on Sunday, November 19th. The act, the opener is, one of the openers is Nita Strauss, who famously did the Shinsuke Nakamura theme at, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania or SummerSlam or something. Didn't, didn't she, like, wasn't she like Alice Cooper's personal? Yes. Yeah. She's cool. She Al- yeah, she's awesome. She's she was cool. Alice Cooper's guitar player. Her records usually have like, you know, a lot of different singers. I don't know what the live show, I'm assuming there's like a stock singer she brings out or whatever. Um, I can't tell you I've ever listened to one of her solo records, but uh, yeah. That's- I-, I have a friend who is obsessed with her. I know this is going to sound weird. I have a friend who is utterly obsessed and would send me things all the time. And it was a friend. It's not that weird. <laughs> well, it was a friend who was I was like involved with in a business way, so like I had to continue the conversation, so I had to watch them <laughs> because I had to be able to be like, oh, dude, this is awesome. And I think this person believed that I was like the world's biggest Nita Strauss fan <laughs> because it was it was a client, like it was somebody that was paying me money, <laughs> and so I had to be like, dude, that's so cool. When like I don't know, I liked it. She's really good. She's very talented, but it. I think I was a, a poser. I think that was really what it was. Um, and and Wolfie Van Halen is like a ridiculous musician. You know, it's, I mean, it's whatever fun. you think about his music, yeah. like I don't know if you've listened to it or whatever. It's no, I actually dig his songs. Honestly. I think it's a great songwriter, and he's an incredible musician. Um, side note that I just learned today. Um, so I'm I'm assuming we're all going to go out and see the Barbie movie this weekend, or you got know, my tickets Saturday afternoon. Looks incredible, right? So there's a song. So I refuse to listen to the soundtrack, obviously, before the movie, because there's, like, movie-specific songs in there that I'm assuming are, like, moments in the movie, you know? Like, not just, like, some song. It's, like, they wrote songs for the movie. One of the songs apparently is a Ken. It's, like, a Ken song. Ah, I I believe I saw that. Did you see who the people are that wrote it? It's So it's Wolfie Van Halen slash... Um, and, uh, and brand new Foo Fighters drummer, Josh Freese. That's cool. Um, that do this Ken song. And I think Mark Ronson produced the whole record. Um, and he's involved in the song in some way. So I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing that movie and then listening to the silly music afterwards. But, uh, yeah, Wolfie is all over the place right now and he'll be at Ramsed Live November 19th. Uh, was just, Another quick story, uh, when he played last time, uh, so I believe his band is a four or five piece live. I think it's two guitar players and a keyboard, drums, bass. I think that's the setup. Um, Omnicron was, was spiking at the time. And I think it had taken out three of his band members. And so he played the show as a three-piece, and it was like him, a bass player, and the drummer, and I believe, so So it was like somebody, uh, I I had talked to the, uh, I think the agent or someone, and they were, I was like, is he going to cancel, like, what's going on? 
And they were like, oh, no, he's been in his hotel trying to figure out how to rework the songs as a three-piece. And, and like, the show, you, like, the layman was like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, I and, and I was standing there, like, I could sort of see the differences, but, like, the way he was, he was moving between rhythm and lead guitar, like, at the same time. Like, it was incredible to see this dude's mind just, like, working on the fly like that, you know? So it's a really good show. It's cool. Um, yeah. So uh, that's it. Ramsheadlive.com for tickets. At Ramsheadlive on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. I won't mention my thread since apparently it's dead. Um, yeah. That's okay. all for me. Very good. Uh, oh, and AJ has an action figure coming out. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, he does. Oh, it's so cool. That is so cool, man. I can't wait to buy one. I will definitely get some for my kids. That will absolutely mm-hmm. happen. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me, and now Wednesday nights on 105.7 The Fan, except for literally next Wednesday night. Started doing Wednesday nights, can't do next Wednesday night, it's what it is, but then moving forward, Wednesday nights on The Fan. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, Bent. Bent. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark, this is Ben, jobbing out. Jobbing out. The podcast ended, and it's just over.